0: <laughs> oh, Recorded live. Hi everyone, um, the topic for today, I'm guessing you might have seen my email, is how would you describe yourself if you couldn't use the word coach? Uh, but before we dive in, do you want to do a quick round-up of what's going on for everyone? Uh, Keisha, how are things going for you with your studies and uh, and everything else? How's, how's it all, all hanging?
1: Um, everything's going, going smoothly with the studies, um, I haven't really ran into any problems, mainly just, uh, getting organized and getting everything scheduled, and, but as far as completing the assignments, no trouble there, um, so I would say everything's going well, and then keeping up also, too, with the, the Facebook, Facebook, um, portion of the community, that's been exciting and interesting as well. So um, so far, so good. It's just a matter of kind of getting tapped in and in sync with everybody else as far as what's going on.
0: Sure. I know it can feel really disjointed when you're sort of, because everybody starts at a different date and everybody starts at a different point of experience within their lives. So there's a really big mix, but um I do want to say if at any stage you want to reach out for support around anything like you know how the hell do I organize my calendar or you know to to fit in around uh getting clients in other countries or anything like that um I know that the that part of the Facebook forum is um i i've done it i've called on it a couple of times and sort of getting expertise from the hive mind, if you like, so I would certainly. Suggest if you ever feel the need to, even if it's just, <laughs> even if it's just reaching out and going, oh my God, I can't figure out what I'm gonna, what I'm doing next. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, anything like that, um, just reach out if, and you know, if it feels good.
1: Yeah, I've picked that up just you know, reading and watching on Facebook. So yeah. that's a great feeling that everyone's so supportive and kind of, you know, bounce off of each other and help each other out. So when I get to that place. I feel like I'll be comfortable and
0: I have a good support system. Cool. Good. Awesome. Uh, Melanie, Masters. (laughs) Melanie and I were talking before I hit the record button, Keisha, um, before you got here about how (laughs) she was feeling busy and it's like, yeah, you're running your business and you're doing a Masters at the same time. (laughs) Surprise, surprise.
2: Yeah, that pretty much sums up how I'm doing. So I don't really have <laughs> nothing else
0: to say. <laughs> um, well, if you've been around the Facebook group, you guys know that I've just launched my new website two days ago. So I, um, I'm i very proud of myself. I want to share this out loud because <laughs> sometimes it's good to celebrate something to help cement it in my head. But um, I there are a million and one things I could be doing behind the scenes with the new website and out front as well. I've, got, I've already got an idea for a blog post I want to write. It's sort of half written. Um, and there's any amount of uh, technical tweaking to do behind the scenes for posts that I've migrated from my old site that need cleaning up and things like that. But I realized that with the lead up to the launch and the and it's been a very soft launch and I'm still sort of, you know, it's still not out there everywhere. Um, but there's a sort of there's a cycle to this stuff it's like for me and everybody's cycle is different everyone's rhythm is different but for me there's a lot of build-up and then there's this sort of release and then I have to take some time away to kind of regroup and in the past I've always ignored that urge and just pushed on through and usually in the end got sick or you know Uh, it's become something of a a thing that was a joy becomes a chore if I do that. So I'm taking the rest of today off. And I'm so proud because it's it's, uh, 10 past 8 in the morning, my time. And after I get off the phone, I'm going to have a shower. Yes, I'm still in my pyjamas. And then I'm just taking the rest of the day off. And I might end up sitting on the couch watching a movie with the laptop on my knee doing some admin tweaking, but I might not. I might just go out and get a walk, have a walk if the weather nice, gets nicer. Um, and I'm so That's proud fantastic. of myself. For that. I know. I know. It's like a revolution.
2: <laughs> because the fact, the fact the that world, you know what you need and you're actually, like, allowing
0: for that is huge to me. It, it's huge to me too, Melanie. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. And the best part of it is I'm... I can feel. I can still feel the pull to kind of, you know, oh my God, there's so much to do, and I'm and I'm really clear in saying, you know what, the world is not going to turn its back on me just because I take a day off before I dive back in and do the rest of what I want to get done. It just isn't. Doesn't work. No, and you're
2: going to be that much more productive when you actually get back to it.
0: Hello, exactly. And you know, how often have I taught this to other people? (laughs) It kind of cracks me up when I'm <laughs> like, uh, "Yes, maybe I shouldn't be listening to my own advice." <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm celebrating today. Is and I'm going to I'm taking myself to my favourite Japanese restaurant for lunch. Even better, yum. Yeah, exactly. So, what do you guys think about the question? What were your first thoughts when you read it? Did you see my? I, I'm assuming you saw my email. If you didn't, that I, I emailed it. Um, so the the question is what would you, in fact, I haven't got the exact wording in front of me, but basically what would you call yourself if you couldn't use the word coach?
2: I'm going to let Keisha go first.
0: <laughs> you're on the hot seat, Keisha. What did you think?
1: Um, this, you know, I'm driving. I, well, the oh, first, you're driving. Um, yeah. the first, my first thought was this, I don't know, I need to hurry up and just you know, think of something to say for the call. But then I was like, this is what I'm, this is where I'm at. I really don't know what I was talking about because I'm just coming to DBCA. I'm just getting to the point of realizing this is the coaching modality or kind of like the umbrella that I want to use for my overall business because at first I was on the uh, nutrition Coach type of track, and right. just more and more, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It didn't. I just had. It, it didn't feel exactly right. Like I didn't want it to just be uh, kind of pinned into just that particular uh, strain of helping people and yeah. we'll helping women. And so then I, when when I got the question, I was like, you know, I really don't know. um and that's why I'm here at this place. I don't know what I would call myself um at this point um, so I'm filling it out um, and as Melanie was talking about it's, it's just allowing myself to be at that place of saying I'm, I'm open to receiving it, I'm been asking the questions um, going doing the work, so to speak, and
0: mhm. I really like that. I really like the fact that you that you've allowed yourself to feel okay with the fact that you that you have no answer to that, and that's totally cool. I love that because I think sometimes we force ourselves to come up with an answer when maybe there isn't one. Maybe there isn't one yet. Maybe there won't ever be one. Maybe I don't know. Um, Melanie, your thoughts? I'd be interested to know what you think of this <laughs> Are one. Are you sure
2: you want my thoughts on this? <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't tell me you have a theory. <laughs> No, I wish I did, but here's the thing. I'm sticky around this subject. When I got that email, I was like, really? (laughs) Really? This is what we're going to talk about? Because here's the thing. I have some stickiness, and it took me a long time to own the word coach.
0: I hear you, and I I wonder if your stickiness is anything like my stickiness. You you describe your stickiness first. (laughs) Okay, so...
2: At first, because I think that there is some negativity around the word coach in our society. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I tried to think of some other thing I could call myself. Now, take out of the equation book, Shaman, because I'm in love with that. It fits. It's about writing books. It's, you know. Yes. But just life coach, like it took me a long time to be able to proudly say, I am a life coach. And so this coming back around, clearly, I haven't worked through it all yet because I was like triggered big time.
0: It's so interesting to me because uh, I, I this has been one of those topics that's been exercising my mind a lot lately. And uh, at first, I because I agree with you, Melanie. I, there is there is uh, in Australia. I, I should preface this by saying that in Australia, the, the life coaching industry and the training here tends to be mostly around NLP and I'm not a fan of NLP. I think it's brilliant. I think it works really, really well, but I think there are lots of people using it to manipulate others. Um, you know, the people who are learning it are often people who are in fairly heavy duty sales like car sales and real estate sales. And that's not to say that all real estate agents or you know, realtors or all car salesmen are bad people. I'm not saying that at all. But there is definitely um uh, a a tendency to um towards using an when i was first looking for training to be a coach initially i started looking within australia this is why i ended up with because i'd already i already knew Jeanette from um good vibe university um before i signed up to g v c a but initially when i was looking for training i was looking within Australia because i thought you know it would be kind of easier <laughs> not to have to navigate a, a time zones and all that stuff. And I was, that was when I was quite horrified to discover that a lot of the organisations, when I looked into the, the actual training modules uh, in the sort of official quote-unquote training system within Australia, um, most of it was geared towards NLP. And the people who I had contacted with in initial inquiry were, I could hear them using NLP techniques on me to try to get me to sign up. And it was like, it just put me off completely and it and it was a taste of it was a really powerful taste of why for some people the concept or the idea of life coaching has a negative connotation and it's particularly true for me when i when i show up to -to face-to-face networking events in my hometown at the back of my mind i have this very strong belief and it's something i need to shift because obviously it's just my filter but i've got this expectation almost that if i use the phrase life coach People are going to immediately think charlatan, and I'm not as bad with that as I used to be. Um, yes, in fact, yesterday I showed up for a, there's a networking thing that runs fortnightly, and it's basically about six six to ten women, different people each time, but uh, it's just a bunch of women sitting around having coffee and laughing their heads off about how stupid most of the male ways of doing business are. <laughs> so, I really enjoy it because it's a t- chance to bag the sort of big traditional networking things that I which I hate. Um, and there was a, somebody near there yesterday and I, I arrived late. People were congratulating me for the new website and we were talking about the, the name of it and blah, blah, blah. And she sort of looked at me and she said, what do you do? It was like, you sound amazing, but what do you do? And I thought, I found myself thinking... The only shorthand that I have that can explain what I do... She already likes me and what I do. She's clearly kind of excited about the whole conversation. And that moment I was able to say, I'm a life coach. And she went, ooh. And I thought, wow, this is... And to me, it was basically a moment of going, okay, I have this old stickiness about the word coach. I don't like having the stickiness. I would like to be able to claim life coach... I would like to be able to reframe Life Coach so that people around the planet go, oh my God, that's such a cool thing to do. And I sort of got a bit... (laughs) I actually got a bit annoyed. I thought, screw all those people who've given Life Coaching a bad reputation. Part of my job is to to step up and claim it and re-polish it or clean it up or something. I don't mean that's my core mission in life, but... I don't want their bad behavior to make me feel ashamed or embarrassed or awkward about the phrase life coach. And I'm still I'm you, not out of the woods. I'm not out of the woods yet, but that experience was so powerful for me.
2: I love that. And, but you bring up a really good point. Like here in the States, I can't mm-hmm. remember. I think it was where Susan Hyatt lived in Indiana, I think, that they were trying <clears throat> to like not make coaching illegal, but they were trying to shut it down, and it was wow. coming from the therapy world, and yeah. so it, the other thing that this email did for me today was worry about, do I need to have, like, a, another name for myself so that if, you know, the therapists get a hold of, of coaching and say, you know, this isn't something you should be allowed to do without a license, or, you know, I, I chose Martha Beck's coaching program because she totally resonated with me. No. Going through the the certified you know the certification process, I, d- I don't want to do that. There's no joy for me in that at all. No. So no. you know, there's another layer of stickiness for me is that like, do I need another name? Is it going to go away? Like this awesome no. job that I love. Like so, I'm <laughs> clearly a mess. Keisha, ignore me. I've thing. No, I'm, no. no.
1: I'm I'm so glad y'all are so upfront because. I was secretly thinking, like, God, no, Melanie. She can say it was that secret type of feeling that, not that you could hide mm-hmm. behind the name Book Shaman, but you know, it was a, I don't know, it was a more acceptable way to present yourself to the world, and then um, you know, use your skills to help people in that. So, no, I get it, and even. In the nutrition realm, it's the same thing. Like, I ran into that. I didn't want to go, you know, to get the official dietitian certification or, you know, degree or whatever. Mm. Because their principles, I didn't believe in it. And a lot of the uh, kind of accepted status quo food and dietary and nutrition uh, information that's offered, I don't agree with. I'm more alternative health and that type of thing. So I ran into the same thing and, you know, even as how people are trying to uh, discredit anyone giving someone advice or not. Well, in Texas, you can't call yourself a nutritionist. You can call yourself anything else. Bye-bye. You could call your, you know, other labels, but, you know, even the you have to watch the wording that you use when you're giving people advice. So I totally resonate with it. I'm glad that y'all brought it out. Because even the term life coach, um, that felt sticky to me too because I just keep thinking of ICF and kind of that Stephen Covey type of mode. And um, that's not necessarily what I'm trying to offer to people to help them with their uh, with their situation, so
0: I completely get it I get it I understand <laughs> mm-hmm. well, it's an interesting one and you, you're right uh, keisha there's a uh, i think that's a really strong parallel the whole thing with the dietitians and the you know the the formal certification and i I look, I understand why this is why it's like this it's because you know the um there are well meaning people who are running things like you know um the therapists um certification bodies or um whatever who are concerned for the fact that if there is no sort of uh, requirement for accreditation for people in the line of work that we do that anybody, you know, it's that thing of anybody can hang their shingle out and call themselves a coach. And, you know, especially if it's people who are using less than, um, less than high-vibing practices, uh, there is a risk. You know, we, we, people give us a... a we, uh, you know, I know that, that you know, uh, coaching, one of the principles of coaching is that our clients know the answers So it's not our job to tell them what to do, and we make sure that we are really clear with them about the fact that it's about their answers and their, you know, it's their it's their journey. That doesn't stop them from giving us enormous authority. You know, I I've done it. As a as a practicing coach, I've signed up to be coached by someone else, and I've handed over all my power. I've done it myself, so if I can do it that easily then I know it's extremely possible for my clients to do it. And I don't say that as a way of kind of going, oh, my God, it's scary work, but just to kind of recognize why the well-meaning people who who come across as being anti-coaching, why they get nervous about it. Because they can, even if it's only instinctive, it's, the, it's a sense of, you know, do the people who show up for coaching as clients know what they're getting themselves into and do they know how to choose a coach properly? Are they choosing the best coach, or are they putting themselves at risk because they're signing up for somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. So there is, you know, and we could we could go down that path and get really panicked about about all of this, which is not my intention at all. But I think sometimes being able to take a step back and recognise why there might be some concerns out there. It's not personal it's not even about law of attraction it's not about law of attraction coaching. It's not even about coaching per se it's just a a kind of generic anxiety that I guess affects those who want to help others because they're they're afraid that if there's not some control in place that the that the help might involve some kind of risk or something um. I did wanna I do wanna say, Marnie, um I just wanna circle back around to something you said about the the you know, that proposal to kind of ban coaching, quote unquote. Um and I I do think that one of the ways that I one of the ways that I've navigated this for myself is because I want to come back around to the initial question, which was, what would you call yourself if you couldn't call yourself a coach? And my immediate response to that was, why do we need that? And then, I, of course, I had all of these answers, <laughs> clearly. Um,
2: see my same experience, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, I don't use the word coach on my site. I don't use it in my marketing material. I don't use it in any of those realms. And it's principally because... I think it's too broad a term for people to kind of really connect with us as a person. So this experience I had yesterday where I showed up and people who knew the site were all excited about it and talking about it. And I was kind of excitable and talking about it and babbling, really. I was just babbling. Um... In a way, it was the face-to-face equivalent of what I think happens when somebody shows up on my website. I think it was that thing of someone going, wow, this is really cool. I don't actually know what you do, but I'm really attracted anyway. I'm really fascinated and I want to know more. And that, to me, was sort of a roundabout way of answering the question by saying, I don't describe myself as a coach when I first encounter someone. So this is one of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of the traditional networking event because it usually starts, the conversation starts out, what do you do? And I think a much more interesting conversation is, who are you really? Um, and so I, I'm much more inclined to kind of go into the, well, I, I, you know, soul archaeologist. I mean, I use the, I actually use the terms on my website, soul archaeologist, join navigator and brain whisperer because that's the key stuff of what I do. And, Overall over, overarching over that is identity shift ninja, but none of those are a job title I could put on a form or, or use in a you know a more traditional setting because people just go cross-eyed. Um, I do have a get out I do have a get out of jail free card that I, I can use when I need to fill in a form and that is author and I use it quite shamelessly in those situations. So I've sort of avoided the question. I, I do have other things. But when I get nailed down the way somebody nailed me yesterday and said, what is it that you do? Then the phrase life coach seems to fit the bill. And, uh, and I also think that coach... I mean, you know, when we think about a coach, when we think about how a sporting coach works, cheering from the sidelines, helping with the training, helping build the, 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 the athlete's own innate ability... It's exactly the same. That's all it is. It's just got all of this baggage that seems to go with it. So I found that kind of helpful in thinking about it. Thoughts?
2: I think just a question, like, what is the? Um, I don't. I guess I don't understand the intention of the topic. Like, are we? Like, oh,
0: yes. I, I, well, I know from conversations with Lisa that I've had when I've been saying I don't know what to call myself because I don't like life coach. And she says that she's getting the same from other students. So I suspect it's there to really challenge us to kind of go, well, if you're not a coach, what the hell are you, in a way. And and because if we've got stickiness around it, then it's worth resolving and I think that teasing it out—I mean, in a way, the question itself helped me to start letting go of some of that stickiness and start saying, "Okay, I have stickiness in certain situations." This is what—this is what. Sorry, you've just—you've just helped me understand this, Melanie, with that question. I think that I have not had overall stickiness about it, but I have stickiness in certain situations. So, for example, I have—I would have stickiness if I thought that somebody could ban me from using the term I don't think they can I honestly don't think people can they might ban you from putting it on your on your website but it's not on my website anyway so that doesn't snow skin off my nose and I work globally you know I'm not limited by um if if they were to say well you can't use the word coach in the state of Victoria I'd basically go cool I'll just work in the the United States not a problem (laughs) (laughs) but there's always a get around you know what I mean um But the the stickiness in certain situations, I now have a way of addressing that. Part of my stickiness was around in networking events where I I had to use it and feel really cringy about it. Well, A, I don't go to those kind of events anymore because I never get business out of them. It's a complete waste of my time. Uh, The events I do go to, I get a chance to explain myself. And then when people say, but what is it that you do? I can go, oh, I'm a life coach. And I have no stickiness around that. So I think this is a really, for me anyway, it has been a really powerful way to unpick the stickiness because while I was ignoring it, which was <laughs> it was the only way I could deal with it, was just to ignore it and put it in the too hard basket. It's like, okay, I'm being forced to pick it out of the basket and then tease it apart. And that's been really helpful for me. And I I suspect that might be part of the intention around this is to kind of go, okay, here we all are getting... It's like we're tiptoeing around the topic. Let's just dive in and tackle it. Do you think? Does that make sense, Melanie? Do you think?
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, so it kind of, in a sense, was meant to maybe trigger our shit a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay.
2: okay. And look,
0: um, that, might, that might just be us. For other people, it might, you know, because I think Book Shaman is a fabulous title fabulous title and you know I see you more as an author coach than as a life coach not to say that you don't do life-changing things and I know that part of your work like the story shifting stuff that I don't know that well I guess it is life coaching I don't know um well but is,
2: the story shape-shifting is definitely life coaching but it's also writing it writing coaching but I have this whole other side of my work which is business coaching like you know, that's true. So, yeah. I is that life coaching? Mm, it's probably more business coaching, but even that um, is that's a bit hard so for me
0: quick. to. Do you find but, that hard to climb?
2: Yeah, because I think I, I don't. Even business coaching doesn't feel like it fits for me because not not the coaching part, but the because I'm not just. I, it's more in, intuitive spiritual business coaching, I think, for me. Like, That's don't really build something because you think you have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Build
2: something because you absolutely want to, right? Like,
0: yeah. just
2: because everybody says, oh, you have to have an opt-in on your website, I disagree. If <laughs> it doesn't feel good yeah. to you, don't have it. So it's that kind of, like, yeah. let's really feel into what feels right for you. Um Anyways, it's so that doesn't even feel like it's fully set for me.
0: It's so interesting the to me. Is I,
2: right on for me, but, you know, yeah. this other part isn't.
0: And maybe this is an opportunity to I mean, I I I know that there are still parts of my work where I kind of feel like um I'm not completely clear in my own mind what it is. I mean, I guess it's yes, it's life coaching, but a, that doesn't that doesn't seem to do it justice. It doesn't feel big enough somehow to describe what's possible. And but is that because do, we
2: have a negative connotation around it?
0: Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is that's that's a bit like I think that's my my perception, my filters. And I'd like to <clears throat> I'd like to be able to claim life coaching as being something that. I mean, when you think about it, oh, my God, it's changing lives. I mean, hello, you couldn't get anything that's of more use to human beings than, than that. And yet it sort of has this, it's got a slightly, in my mind, it's got this slightly dismissive thing of, oh, just a life coach. It's like, that's such bullshit. <laughs> like, I hear you talk about being a business coach, and suddenly I go, oh, I could totally get on board with that title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not my thing. But, you know, when I hear someone else is a business coach, I'm so impressed. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's which is crazy. That sounds so, so catchy, exactly do uh,
2: you know what it is for me? It's because one time in high school, I tried to decide that I wanted to be a cheerleader, and I hated it, and so uh-huh. I didn't try out. And I think of this like raw, raw, like go with your life, like yeah, uh-huh. the seminars,
1: yes. like, the ninety uh-huh. seminars. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. it's a stuffiness to me. But, but don't you think, wouldn't it be cool, wouldn't it be cool if we could, oh my gosh, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the conversation about introversion and extroversion where, I, I don't know if you guys have read, there's a, a really good book uh, called, uh, the, No. oh God, what's it called? and I can't even remember the author's name, it's a book about the power of the introvert, basically. It's got a catchy title, but um, it's, about, it's about the power of the introvert in an extrovert world. And um, the, the her whole concept is that both, we need both introverts and extroverts. And the official definition, or of the way you know if, if someone's an extrovert or an introvert, is that extroverts get energised by contact with other people. Um, and introverts get drained by contact with other people and then have to get energized by time on their own. For extroverts it's the other way around, too much time on their own drains them and being with other people energizes them and the world at the moment tends to like extroverts they like the big loud bouncy, what they think of as extroverts anyway. Introverts can do the extrovert thing, I'm an introvert but I can happily get up on a platform in front of you know 2,000 people and talk about my thing because I'm talking about the thing I'm passionate about. Um, But we have this and I was thinking wouldn't it be cool if we gave equal weight to the quiet, more introverted, I mean yes I have playfulness which is sort of part of how I connect with strangers is through playfulness and and humour and but wouldn't it be cool if we could get that balance, so that when people think of life coaching, they don't only think of the Anthony Robbins of the world. And by the way, he is actually an introvert. He just has this masterful way of using the thing he's passionate about as his bridge towards to, to being seemingly out there. Um, and not, there's obviously lots of different variations and tweaks within the whole introvert extrovert thing, but if we brought that that whole gentler, more quiet, more um, inner guidance led approach to coaching, if we kind of stepped up and claimed that in the same way that the the, the loud rah rah extroverty looking um, cheering kind of coaching, because that seems to have centre stage, I agree with you, Melanie. That seems to be the big the loud version of coaching <laughs> I guess that's but a really good point ha- sorry
2: that's a really good point maybe that's part of why I don't like that word is because I'm an introvert and I don't want to be yeah. out there throwing my pom poms or whatever no, this is not a <laughs> cheerleading like if either of you were a cheerleader like it's not you know um, no, no. you know yeah
0: no, so not a cheerleader <laughs> not my thing when I was at school Um, although we didn't have it when I was at school because it's only very recently come to Australia Um, uh, but sorry I got myself off track I got excited about cheerleading I I think because look at how we focus I mean the work that we do is much is very much about what does inner guidance tell you what are you you feeling you know what feels good Uh, look at the authentic you grow into your most expanded version of who you truly are that's got to be done in a way that in fact with the with my facebook group one of the things i've set up in the code of conduct is i'm really strict about not allowing third party links unless it's unless it's a way of sharing the 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 person who's posting it unless it's a way of sharing their particular journey their story i'm not interested in outside voices i want a space where people can find their own voice find their own you know what is it I want because I'm sure I don't know if this is true for you guys but half the time my people show up needing support because they don't really know what they want they don't and it's uh, and I think my theory is that a large part of that is because they don't trust their own desire it's like I've I, down I really want this thing but I don't trust either that I'm allowed it or that I could achieve it um and that no amount of rah-rah is ever going to help them f- listen to their inner guidance. If we're on the sidelines cheering like a maniac all the time, they're only ever going to hear us. And I think that mm-hmm. that thing, that being able to step up and say, part of my genius as a coach is my ability to say to someone, don't listen to me, listen to you. <laughs>
2: Great point. Yes. Yeah.
0: Very good um, way to show it, and that's where I think we're—that's where we're really different from the athletic coach. Um, although, when you think about how athletic coaches work, because I kind—I of, kind of like using the—I like looking for the parallels because it—you know—I'm I'm always on the lookout for a good metaphor. Um, but a good coach will do things like. Uh, Take video of a runner's start, for example, off the blocks, and then they'll sit down together and look at the runner's start. So there is a sense of self-reflection in even the physical athletic coach. There is that. There is a, that's a part of the work. We just do it in a really different and much more internal way. Do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm thinking about times that I've really like. Like I really am in love with a client's writing and I want to tell them and you know, like really get it across. Yeah. <laughs> and I cringe when I'm like, you know, I, I always say I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I promise like this is really, and I, <laughs> and I, say, oh, and I just have to say that I'm not, like I'm not the cheerleader type that I really want to, cheer. so there is a way that I cheer people on, you know?
0: Wow. Wow. And it's interesting to me that you kind of, but you, 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 you kind of have to do it with a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, right?
2: Issues, mm-hmm. hello. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting. It would be really fun to play with, like, how, how could I find a really, truly Melanie core value inspired way to give praise. Or give you know give positive feedback, celebratory feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you do if somebody uh, like you just to me this morning when we first got on the phone? The first thing you said was congratulations on the new website, and you told me how awesome you thought it was. You didn't apologise. You didn't tell me you thought that you were you know you didn't say oh I don't I'm I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. You didn't do any of that. You just you just said it. So I don't always. Curious.
2: I don't always do that. It's just when I'm really like, I don't know if they've heard me and I want to keep reiterating to them. Right, Something, right. I think that that's when, because then I feel like I right. really do sound like a cheerleader. And <laughs> I don't know, yes. like I actually have clients who come to me and maybe I attract them, I don't know. But they'll say, I'm not looking for a cheerleader, I'm looking for somebody who will call me on my stuff.
0: Yes. So yes.
2: I I don't know.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, because my question would be what's different about when you're, try- when you're trying to do this with a client and you've just answered the question, which is that maybe they have, because they have said, you know, I, 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 they've kind of put that in place, the, the whole I don't want a cheerleader. But my question to them, back to them at some point might be, look, you're doing a fantastic job and I really want to tell you, how do I tell you without being a cheerleader? Like, are you open to this? Or do you want me only to pick up the, the negative, you know, the criticisms, um, the critiques? I think it's an interesting question because, um, and I think you know, I I think we can always we can always refine on our own style and how we play with our people, how we you know how we are when we're interacting with them. Um, but it would be I I reckon it would be interesting to tease that out a bit, Melanie. Yeah, I agree.
2: This has given me a lot to think about.
0: Cool. Me too. I have to say, I, I, you know, when I looked at the topic, I was like, "Oh, I'm not sure I want to ask this one," <laughs> and that was my like clue <laughs> to go. You're going to get a lot out of this, <laughs> and I have. I think it's a, it's an important discussion. Did you see in the in the Facebook group, Cathy posted a, a link to a blog, uh, an article by. I forgotten who it was, but it was basically using. It was about the c word. Um, you know, it was a. I can't remember the, the the exact headline, but she used. Oh, I thought it was the, the
2: tr- actual c word. Is it not?
0: No, I didn't it's the read copy. it. Oh, you should read it. Is this is totally on topic? She's talking about this exact phenomenon about how you know she she basically says, no. I mean the I mean coach. I don't mean the other c word. Um, <laughs> so That's hysterical it is hysterical and i i really i thought it was a really interesting article and it was pr- probably the thing that got me thinking about this the most because um i i'm i you know the one of the business um sort of business support type kind of groups i mean um is um forbaku fatin miche and uh he will be the first one to say he is not a coach. And I look at the way he works and I go, you're totally a coach. (laughs) So it's really interesting to see people out there who are, you know, he's a business coach, pure and simple. He works with, he's been studying shamanism for 20 years and he uses that in his practice. Uh, And he works one-on-one with people and what he does is life-changing and there's no other word I can think of for it other than coach, but it's one that he... Specifically and quite clearly rejects. So to me, it's kind of interesting. It's like maybe we don't need to, um, mm-hmm. but if we do want to use, if you, if we do want to use the word coach, then we better get clean on it and get our stickiness out. And I'm speaking to myself right now.
1: <laughs> and me, thank you.
0: And yeah. me too. Oh. I was
1: um, in the Facebook group. Laura had posted you know, for people to just, um, you know, post things that, to get our vibes up, things that were happening or manifesting to them. And mm-hmm. she had mentioned that another coach had sent her the exact word to use for her business.
0: And that's what yeah. I've been
1: asking, you know, what's the word for my business, and, you know, yeah. that'll resonate with my clients. And so when I saw your email
0: today, it was just so timely. So I was like, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and I think the, 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 the I think the short answer to that question, Keisha, is it's not so much about what will resonate with them. It's what will resonate with you. Oh yes. Yes. yeah, yeah, even better. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you, because I have to, you be know. Yeah, and also because you want to attract the clients who resonate with you. So if your language is coherent with who you truly are, then you're automatically going to. You know, the people who are not a match for you, they're going to disappear off to someone else's meadow and be their problem. Because <laughs> oh. you don't want clients that don't resonate with you. So using your language deliberately in a way that resonates with you is a really smart move. Um, so, yeah, so this is a good time to be thinking about all of that stuff about what words do I like. And, you know, words are so... Well, I don't have, I'm preaching to the choir here. Words are so powerful Um it, it's um, and it can take a little while to play with things. I think we. I I think for me the big lesson that I've learned over the last couple of years is to be willing to play with things and be willing to kind of let go of something that, you know, like it's, I have been known to, in fact, part of the new website thing, I migrated all my old blog posts, so I'm going through and deleting the ones that are no longer coherent with what I'm doing now, uh, oh, wow. and tweaking the ones. That yeah, and tweaking the ones that are. This is one of those things that I've got, you know, there's plenty to do. Um, and I'm going through and, tw- and with the ones that are still resonant, I'm tweaking the language a little bit and, you know, making sure links aren't broken. And it's a really interesting exercise to kind of go, because I, I can look at stuff and go, when I wrote that, it was totally resonant with who I was back then. But I've come such a long way myself, it's no longer a fit. I can rephrase it. I can I can reframe it so that it is a fit uh, and sometimes I can't sometimes it's like no I'm ditching that <laughs> it just doesn't make sense anymore that's, that's gone and that willingness to be able to let go of you know in writing world they call it killing your darlings where the phrase that you were so in love with when you wrote it doesn't no longer fit into the entire work and it's not up to scratch you have to be willing to just put a red line through it and get rid of it and um, And so, so, because we never get it right the first time. I don't think so. That's the beauty of a crappy first draft. You get to play with it. Yes.
2: Except I will say this. I'm going
0: to give you a thought. Oh, do. I love thoughts.
2: (laughs) So, I would never go back and change my blogs. Because they are so representative of the identity that I had. So, it's like a... A path, like you know, I have tattoos all over, and yes. even though I might not like some of them as much as I did when I got them, I wouldn't want to change them because they're so who I was, and and I like that progression. So with identity, that's a really shift, good. That's a really good point, Melanie. Yeah, because that that was your identity. Yes. And it's a beautiful way for people to see, oh, look at this. Look at how she, you know, has shifted. But Ooh, I, don't know, I like out.
0: that. I like that. That's a really good idea. I'm going to take that on board. Thank you for that, Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm, that makes it easier to take the day off. Win, <laughs> win. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I really like that. There's still some tidying up with broken links and stuff to do, but that's easy. I've got a plug in for that. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And it's a really that's good awesome. point too. That that um and I guess one of the things I thought I was I was thinking there was that, you know, with this new identity it had to be clean. But you're absolutely right. Being able to show that lineage, that that shift is actually and it, that may actually be something that I want to speak to it's something I've been thinking about anyways, um, including something about my own lineage um, in terms of you know who's trained me and what things I believe in who inspires me and also as part of that would that uh, sorry I'll start that sentence again part of that would be my own journey of that of being able to be open and authentic about my own uh, transition and my journey from you know newbie to to not so newbie.
2: (laughs) You know what? And that's what What? we... um, Sorry about my dogs. uh, That's that's who we want to hire, right? We want to hire the person who's been through something rather than the person who has all their shit together, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely right. Yeah. And even thinking
1: about people in the public eye, celebrities, the people in the public eye, that's the appeal a lot of times, because with them, you know, they're in the public, they're on TV, they're in movies and pictures, magazines, and they can't necessarily go back and change all no. of that. But it's it's something comforting about seeing their um, how they evolved and grown. So that yeah. that does make attract people. I know it attracts
0: me. Different people that I follow. Yeah.
1: Now that I think yeah. about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree, and I, I certainly know when I look at, you know, some of the people I admire, being able to see the journey for them or when they share parts of the journey, it's really powerful. So you're absolutely right. Oh, I like that so much. Hurrah. <laughs> 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 <That's laughs> awesome. Thank you. Hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so any other thoughts about this conversation or do you think we've got to run all the juice out of it? What do you think?
1: I'm good. Yeah, I don't have any more
0: thoughts to share. Awesome. Me too. I think I think there's still, I know I've still got some stickiness to unstick, but getting the sense that I'm only sticky in certain areas or in certain contexts, that's really helpful. And I'm also, I do feel a little feisty about the idea of stepping up and claiming coaching as a, it's the, the anti rah kind of coaching. <laughs> it's not quite anti rah but it's the quiet coaching. I, like I think there's idea. a blog post there that you should write. I think write. So I <laughs> think we should
2: both.
0: I think you and I should both, Melanie. I think we'd, be, we'd have some really different perspectives on it. I think it would be really interesting. Keisha, that's a blog post topic for you if you're up to the point where you're doing those as well.
1: I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Whatever. Like, I haven't uh, started yet, but that's part of uh, going through the... Training, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, if nothing else, it's worth. Uh, one, here's a tip, um, Keisha for um, you know when it comes to things like blog posts and so on. If you're not already doing it, have a folder, either electronically or a physical folder, where you just jot down ideas, and you can come back and when you've got some homework to do, you just pick one of the ideas and do it. Um, I use Evernote. I've got a notebook in Evernote, and I jot down um, anytime I have an idea for a blog post. I make a new note and I give it a title and then I just jot down a few thoughts and then when I'm really strapped for ideas, which happens, I do, I've got a fortnightly radio spot that I do as well and it's a really good way to, to keep coming up with material for that because that can be a bit draining. That, that sucks up your material really fast. <laughs> yeah, great
1: idea. Yes, I use Evernote too. So that's, that's a good
0: yeah. idea. Cool, All right, my lovelies. Um, Thank you so much. I enjoy these conversations so much, and uh, thank you for showing up so consistently. Melanie, you've been an absolute rock star with these. (laughs) You've been amazing. Thank
2: you. It's my Virgo. it's your
0: Virgo. I love it. (laughs) I love it. We should. I I need to get people activating their Virgos. At the moment, it's still just the three of us, but. Uh, If that changes, I'll I'll keep you guys posted. Um, All right, I'm going to end the recording.